Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's the 93 WIBC Mashup. The best moments of the day on 93 WIBC. Tony Katz on the 93 WIBC Mashup. I think one of the things this Blue Line conversation has shown us is that look what happens when you elect communists. They're all bullies. They're all thugs. They're all a danger to themselves and to others. And look at the support. The rabid, radical, progressive support for such insanity. History is clear that communism is a murderous failure and that capitalism works. I'll debate this with anyone, anywhere. Capitalism works. Communism is a murderous failure. The people get destroyed. Society gets destroyed. And anybody who supports it is in favor of destruction. Capitalism is about growth. Capitalism is about opportunity. Agreed. Some people do get hurt. Agreed. Not everybody is able to prosper. But capitalism sets a framework for the opportunities. Not everybody is up to the opportunities. That much is true. Not everybody gets lucky. That is also true. All kinds of luck in the world. What about the very concept of natural lottery? Looks, height, athleticism, the mind. Some people are smarter than others. Some people have different skill sets than others. Some people have more capabilities than others. Doesn't make people bad people. In capitalism, all can find their place and thrive to their abilities. Communism, socialism, pushes the idea that somehow some people are taking advantage of the other people. But as we have seen, for example, with the minimum wage, if you decide to have $20, $30, $40, $50 minimum wages, you put businesses out of business. There are no jobs to offer. Tell me how the people are better when you put forth the minimum wage to help the people. It's not helping the people. It's an attack on the business that is trying to thrive. But since there is no respect for the business, there's only a hate for the business. You, the government, which doesn't know how to run a business, puts forth ideas and philosophies and policies that the business must now adhere to, and the business simply cannot build that way. Then there are no jobs, and you say, you see what those greedy, greedy business owners are doing. That's why they're going to kiosks and, 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 and computers and everything else. You did this. A failure to recognize how the world works because you're ideologically inept. You're ideologically diseased. All socialists are ideologically diseased. Invite me to your college. I'll do this. Invite me to your high school. I'll do this. Invite me anywhere. I'll have this exact conversation. People who buy into and believe in socialism are diseased. It is a diseased mentality, a diseased thought process. Capitalism works and socialism doesn't. 
But yet they marched through the streets of New York with hammer and sickle flags. That's the streets of New York. And you say to me, Tony, that's New York. I don't have to worry about it here. You elected a communist to the city county council who has threatened business owners over the blue line. And I'm saying for the record, threatened. I don't care what he says about it. It is what it is. I'm saying threatened. Outed communist. Supports the blue line. If anything should explain to you why you should be opposed to concepts like this, it's because the communist is in favor of it. Because, of course, as you understand, the, por- the purpose of the bus is, is, is not about, well, we're going to save lives. I, I would put forth to you that I don't actually believe that they care about saving lives. It is about control of the roads. And as I stated yesterday, the Indianapolis Business Journal in their editorial, where they state that the the state should lay off the city and let the city make local decisions about uh, how it wants to, to grow and allow the blue line, I remind them that the money is federally delivered. That does allow us outside of Indianapolis to have a say in what happens. And the answer should be no dedicated bus lines. I believe the IBJ, the Indianapolis Business Journal, did not give that enough credence. And they should go back and rethink their position. Certainly, they should rethink any position that has them tied into a group of people who sound much more like this. And you say to me, Tony, this is all just so, so in 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 the ether. This is this is such madness. This isn't actually happening here in Indianapolis. And the answer is, of course, it is. How much more will you need to see? How much more will you need to witness? How much more will you need to watch before you realize that this is exactly the case? Reality is hitting you in the face. Why is it that so many people refuse to act upon it? This brings us to the popcorn moment. Let's go, let's go, let's go. It's the story you need to hear to believe. Then grab your popcorn because there is more. I do not know who this woman is from Dublin, Ireland. What I can tell you in Ireland is that they have gone through a horror show in philosophy. Uh, what they have allowed now in terms of abortion is, is beyond obscene. And they have an immigration issue. I favor legal immigration. But I favor legal immigration for those who want to be Americans. What we have allowed to take place is immigration for people who want to destroy what America is, who make outrageous demands on America. America should change for them.
who engage in these acts of violence. The murder of a nursing student in Georgia is because we have failed at the border. Joe Biden, Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and others do indeed have blood on their hands. That's the leftist way of explaining that. But I want to share with you what this woman has to say about life in Ireland. Listen. I'm from Dublin, but I come to Mayo every weekend. Um, But I wanted to talk about what the situation is like where I live, because you have not seen what is coming yet, and I have. Where I live is about 85% foreign nationals. I can walk down the street on any given day, walk into the supermarket, and I don't hear an Irish conversation. I hear foreign people everywhere. My child is one of 30 children in her class, and she's the only Irish child. She came home crying from school a few weeks ago because she doesn't understand what any of her friends are saying. The children revert back to their own languages when they're not being taught. She literally cannot understand the conversations around her. But when when Halloween came around there a few months ago, last year she was allowed to dress up. Sorry, the year before last she was allowed to dress up. This year she wasn't allowed to dress up. And when I asked the school why, they said they didn't want to offend people. But I, I don't go for a walk around the park during the day with my child anymore. I have a big dog and I don't go for a walk by myself anymore. I very rarely leave my house because where I live is so unsafe. The fool, the ignorant, will listen to that and say, oh, what a xenophobe. What an anti-immigrant message. No, not at all. This is the failure of culture and society to remind those people coming into their country that we are the better country for a reason. And you have to adapt to what we do. You have to adapt to how we do it because we do it better. Just like capitalism is better than communism every day of the week and twice on Sunday, better than socialism and all socialists and all communists are violent people hell bent on destruction. No culture can survive if there is no adherence to the culture. If there is not only a desire to eschew the culture and push it away at arm's length, but to demand that others do as well or else. No society can thrive if the people feel unsafe because of those they invited into their home. Our conversation about immigration is not one, as Representative Ocasio-Cortez wants to put it, well, the problem is we have xenophobes. No, the problem is we have bigoted, hateful elected officials who don't have any respect for the nation that exists today that has value and it must have value because look at all the people who want to come here to this non-socialist non-communist place hear tony katz live weekdays six to nine and noon to three on 93 wibc it's kendall and casey on the 93 wibc mashup Rob, did you see these pictures of Monica Lewinsky? Uh, Speaking of fraud. um... (laughs) Wow. (laughs) 
This is incredible. Uh, okay, uh, she's 50 years old now, which surprised me when I, I did. Saw I get her. I got it. You, you, I know. I was gonna. You know what? We're not gonna pretend like you didn't know it. You knew. You said. I asked you, and you said she's got to be about mm, 50, and that's exactly what you know, she every is. Every so often, Casey, I can mm-hmm. go deep, reach deep back into the vault where I used to notice people's appearances, and I'm pretty good when I want to notice people's appearances with ages and you know. Everything mm-hmm. and everything. <laughs> so you remember her. She's that former White House intern. She became a writer and an activist. Now she is the face of Reformation, which is a you've got the power campaign. Oh. And she's it's she's been modeling for sustainable. No way she looks fashion. like this. No way she looks like this. You don't there's think no, these are real? There's no way if you ran into her at your local Hardee's, she would be looking like mm-hmm. this. No way. She looks thin and beautiful no way. and it's oh i i didn't think that was really her because you know i'm just remembering right. the clinton era monica Lewinsky, and i know she's worked very hard to move past all Has of she, that she really seems like she likes publicity casey like if you're doing this she's done this a lot over the years where oh i just I was a victim of this you know predator and mm-hmm. who, who was i to know what was going on and she was okay first of all she was like 24 years old at the time yeah so she wasn't some 18 year old intern she was 24 years old she was a fully grown functioning adult she did what she did by choice not by force and all these years later she's played the victim card and it's like you had an affair with a married man you did it you're not a hero you shouldn't be someone we should revere you're not a celebrity and all that she pops up all the time with this stuff Mm -hmm. and then she's like oh i'm an innocent victim no you like the publicity apparently she does because this isn't just these aren't just any random pictures of her these aren't selfies that she posted on social media these are Glossy, you know they were shot in studios. There's multiple wardrobe changes. She doesn't look like that. There's no way, Monica. I've seen Monica Lewinsky. There's no way she looks like that. No way. You don't think so? No way. I think that's her, aged and a little bit more mature, thinner. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that there's not some filtering and buffing going on Lady, there. you would have gotten the car with Ted Bundy if you believe she <laughs> looks like that. There's no way she actually looks like that. If you met her, if you bumped into her at a Walmart right now, you're telling me you think she'd look like that? I, I I think it's possible. She changed a lot. Yeah. Because there's a, there's this picture. She's sitting down. At 50. She got hot at 50. <laughs> you just said Monica Lewinsky was hot. But she's not because she doesn't really look like that. <laughs> That's what I wanted to accomplish that whole time. I just wanted Rob Kendall to say it. And you fell into my trap. Catch Kendall and Casey live. Weekdays 9 to noon on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Hammer and Nigel on the 93 WIBC Mashup. I think we've reached that time in the show where we need to check in with wheeling, dealing, hair sniffing, kiss stealing Joe Biden. I got hairy legs. If I'm elected, we're going to cure cancer. (laughs) The president has a big dick. So last night, the handlers 
of Joe Biden, the people pretending to be Joe Biden, decided to take actual Joe Biden and try to make him look alive, try to make him look like a real boy, like Pinocchio, (laughs) try to make him look coherent. And they thought they'd book him on the Seth Meyers late night talk show. Uh So the handlers did what the handlers did. They gave Joe Biden a little shot of the go-go juice. They gave him a big fat shot in the ass and he comes out (laughs) and for two hours he's better than ever before. And they try to make him look as sane as possible on his television appearance with Seth Meyers on NBC. And right out of the gate, Nige, Seth Meyers asks Joe Biden about his 2024 agenda. Now, I can't stress that enough. 2024 agenda. Let's hear from Joe Biden. What do you would you want to do? What's your 2024 agenda? Because I feel like we live in such crazy times that that is one of the things I feel we hear less about. Look, the 2020 agenda is to finish the job. (laughs) Did I catch a 2020 (laughs) agenda in there? He was asked about 2024 and he gave us 2020 right out of the gate. Uh, Joe Biden was then asked about the concerns regarding his age. And he says, now, wait a minute. Donald Trump, he's old, too, and he doesn't know his wife's name. And this isn't a gotcha show, but I do want to ask about it that says you are currently 81 years old. Who the hell told you that? Yeah. (laughs) That's classified. That's classified. All jokes aside, according to recent polling, this is a real concern for American voters. How do you address that concern going forward as you come up to the 2024 election? Well, a couple things. Number one, you got to take a look at the other guy. He's about as old as I am, but he can't even remember his wife's name. Yeah. So you know what he's referencing there. Trump was on the stage recently, and he was thanking the people that were there with him, and he read a list of names off of a card, including his family members. And people like Rachel Maddow and CNN, look how senile Donald Trump is. He was talking about somebody else's wife, though, wasn't he? He He didn't mean to say what he did. He wasn't referencing Melania, was he? I think that was the big misconception. I'll have to go back and listen to that. And besides, who was Joe Biden to fire any shots off like that? Because I'm old enough to remember when he didn't notice the difference between his wife and his sister. It's my little sister, Valerie, and I'm Jill's husband. Oh, no, you switched on me. This is my wife. This is my sister. (laughs) So maybe just pump the brakes a little bit there, Joe. Um, Here is Joe Biden asked about the war between Israel and Hamas. And so there's a process underway that I think if we get that that temporary ceasefire, we're going to be able to move in a direction where we can change the dynamic and not have a two-state solution immediately, but a process to get to a two-state solution, a process to guarantee Israel's security and the independence of the Palestinians, but without them being able to, for example, invite in, uh, you know, another country to provide their defenses. There's ways to do this, and I don't have time to go into it now, but... Because you don't know the plan. Someone else will have to come up with the plan, and I'm not sure the plan, Joe, is going to work. I'm interested in seeing what the ratings were like for Seth Meyers and Joe Biden being a guest, because national polling, Joe Biden's numbers are in the tank. He's not a popular guy. People say he's too old and people disapprove of the job that he's doing. And so why would you have a guy like that on a show? Like but who's if you're Seth Meyers, though, what do you have to lose? Aren't you on at like 1230? <laughs> True. 
I mean, he probably did see an uptick in ratings because when was the last time we referenced Seth Meyers around here you on know, any I, talk show? I guess show? I wasn't even aware he was really still at a show. <laughs> right. Uh, he's been holding that 1230 spot down for a while, and his big guest yesterday was Joe Biden, who came out and talked about his 2020 agenda. Um, you know who's been doing a lot of the podcast and talk shows lately? Dr. Phil. You rotten bitch. <laughs> Dr. Phil has been a hot take machine lately. Well, he's got like a book coming out and I believe some sort of new show or podcast or I think a network actually. So he's been he's been pimping that out pretty pretty heavily. So the other day we played the audio of when I think he went on with Joe Rogan and ripped yeah. these doctors and parents who agree to have you know, sex change surgery for very young children. You know, we're talking about kids. He kind of ripped them for that. Not kind of. He did. Yeah. Well, now Dr. Phil went on The View and he pointed out how school closures severely hurt children's mental health. I mean, during COVID? Yeah. yeah. When they were locked out of school, it's pretty obvious that kids' education and social skills took a big step backwards. In some cases, it was worse than that, depending on their home environment. Yes. The awful wenches on The View tried to fight Dr. Phil about that. COVID hits 10 years later, and the same agencies that knew that are the agencies that shut down the schools for two years. Who does that? Who takes away the support system for these children? Who takes them away and shuts it down? And by the way, when they shut it down, they stopped the mandated reporters from being able to see children that were being abused and sexually molested, and in fact sent them home and abandoned them to their abusers yep. with no way to watch. And referrals dropped fifty to sixty percent. So it was also yeah. pandemic. Yeah, going it was, on. they were trying to save they were trying to save kids' well. lives. And remember, we know a lot of folks who died. Not the kids. This. So it wasn't people weren't laying Not around eating bond. But well, you know what? We're lucky. Maybe we're lucky they didn't because we kept them out of the 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 places that they could be sick because no one wanted to believe we had an issue. Are you saying no school children died of COVID? I'm saying it was the safest group. They were the less vulnerable group and they suffered and will suffer more from the mismanagement of COVID than they will from the exposure to COVID. And that's not an opinion. That's a fact. Did I hear actual applause yeah. from the View crowd of exactly. Dr. Phil so owning Anna Navarro? Those, those those women trying to defend school closures for two years. I mean, we all know that. We were just talking about this last hour. Kids didn't spread it. Kids, if they got it, they cleared it quick. And if they did get it, they were giving it to each other. It was most likely given to them by adults. The CDC, I don't know, depending on, you know, dying with covid or from covid but like, like a, a um, 1.1 million set from 2020 to 2023 and I, most of those deaths are elderly people with severe comorbidities kids aged 0 to 17 over that time it was less than than 1700 again those 1700 had severe comorbidities and underlying conditions it wasn't a thing for kids kids luckily here 
most of the schools in Indiana were back to school a few months later for that fall semester. There are some schools in blue cities that didn't go back for two years, and it had devastating effects. And Anna Navarro and Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar and the Good Time Party gals at The View think it was just fine to keep kids out of school that long. So good for Dr. Phil. And I can't believe he actually got applause for clapping back against those awful women. Uh, Speaking of Dr. Phil, how about great moments in Dr. Phil history? Nigel, I have a feeling this is your favorite moment when the cash me outside girl was getting mouthy (laughs) on his program. They never catch me. Ain't nobody going to catch me. Because you're too streetwise? Yup. And all these hoes laughing like something funny. She's talking about the audience, that they're laughing at her. Did you say the the, the hoes are laughing? Yeah. So the audience are a bunch of hoes? Yeah. Catch me outside, how about that? Huh? Catch me outside, how about that? Catch you outside? <laughs> Did you say the... The hoes are laughing. I confused <laughs> Dr. Phil, not knowing what in the hell this woman's talking about. Great moments in Dr. Phil history. Oh, that's great. Uh, we have a recurring segment we do from time to time called Deep Thoughts yes. with Dr. Phil. It's kind of inspired by an old Letterman bit back in the day, but since we're talking about Dr. Phil, let's break one out. And now, Deep Thoughts with Dr. Phil. Put some leaves in my mouth and set them on fire. Deep thoughts <laughs> with Dr. Phil. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Thanks for listening. Get caught back up again tomorrow with the 93 WIPC mashup.